your questions as well as your comments the questions that you will be sending through via via whatsapp or even on sms sheikh will then look at that the next day which will be tomorrow inshallah and then now before i ramble on and on and on let me greet my guest in studio sheikh assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh sheikh how are you doing this afternoon alhamdulillah sister yasmina how are you i'm alhamdulillah sheikh excited about what is going to be happening within the program and also the contents of knowing my lord so sheikh with us tafatun bismillah walhamdulillah was salatu was salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd Sister Yasmina, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, knowing our Lord. Indeed, yesterday, alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks due solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we spoke about the virtues of knowledge and the acquisition or the importance of the acquisition thereof. And the first knowledge that inshallah ta'ala we are going to be continuing with in terms of what our Ustad, our beloved Ustad, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams has been doing, mashallah, so beautifully in the program Knowing Your Lord. We are going to continue with this subject matter, but just with a slightly different format, bi'idhnillah ta'ala. And my intention with this is to try and bring together the methodology of that which is traditional and the methodology of that which is contemporary and inshallah ta'ala my niya my intention is starting with myself because i'm speaking to myself first ta'ala, that in this format there should be something for everybody sister yasmina and respected listeners of the voice of the cape so the traditional aspect of this format, I have chosen a not a very long poem on which we are going to base everything that we are going to say. If you remember yesterday, Sister Yasmina, we spoke about the importance of retaining our knowledge. Now, not everybody is into poetry, so when it comes to this poem, it will be made available, inshallah, in Arabic and in English on the Voice of the Cape uh, website. And I'd just like to remind that the use of poetry as a what we call a mnemonic device is not something new for those that perhaps when they were much younger at school we learnt about the months of the year in poetry the famous poem 30 days have September April June and November February has 28 alone all the rest have 31 Excepting leap year, that's the time when February's days are 29. Now that 
Even my mother remembers, and my mother was <laughs> at school a long, long time ago. This is what we call a mnemonic device. And in our heritage, in our Islamic heritage, Islamic Arabic heritage, there's a very famous saying, Man hafidh al-mutoon has al-funoon, wa man qara'a al-hawashi ma hawashi. That whoever memorizes the summarized text gains the whole science. And whoever solely reads the detailed commentaries gains no self-reliance. In other words, if we go through all the details without learning something with which we can frame the entire science, and the words in this poem act like triggers, so that when we memorize it, and if we don't want to memorize it, just read it with understanding, it will trigger automatically a different section of that particular science, of that particular knowledge. Actual fact, another one in English comes to mind. Uh, not so humorous, but uh, it is very historical. And that is about uh, Henry VIII. That Henry VIII to six wives he was wedded. One died, one survived, two divorced, two beheaded. So if you wanted to, for example, remember that he had six wives and what happened to all six of them, then it was only for you just to memorize those two lines of, of poetry. Unfortunately, in the English language, this system of didactic poetry is not used really so much anymore. And basically, we have become a society that learns to forget whether it be at school, whether it be at university, even if it is looking up something on Google. We quickly read it, we extract that information, and not too long after that we, we forget it. So for those who perhaps are into poetry, into the Arabic language, into memorizing, so inshallah ta'ala we can uh, make tahqiq, we can find the reality of what the poet said إِذَا لَمْ تَكُنْ حَافِظًا وَاعِيًا فَجَمْعُكَ لِلْعِلْمِ لَا يَنْفَعُ أَتَحْدُرُ بِالْجَهْلِ فِي مَجْلِسٍ وَعِلْمُكَ فِي الْكُتُبِ مُسْتَوْدَعُ If you don't memorize knowledge and retain, then your acquisition of knowledge is in vain. I've already said that is an exaggeration, but in terms of retention. Will you come to a sitting without any knowledge while your knowledge is stored in books from the college? So this is giving us an opportunity uh, to basically ground our knowledge, to anchor our knowledge, and something that we can always refer back to. You, and you can find this type of didactic poetry, um, and specifically, if we speak about um, summarized texts, they're divided into two, Sister Yasmina. Um, I mentioned earlier, Man hafiz al-mutun haz al-funun, whoever memorizes the summarized text. Now we have, in the Arabic language, we have prose, which is called nathr, and we have poetry, which is called nathum. Now, what we are going to be dealing with is a nathum, is a poem. But it's a summarized text. So, just a few lines, but with those few lines, it will provide us the framework of the entire science. 
helping us, inshallah ta'ala, especially for those who have young and have memories like sponges, you can memorize it now and inshallah you remember it in 50 or 60 years to come, bi'idhnillah ta'ala. Excellent. The voice there of Sheikh Riyad Walls giving us an introduction on our program this afternoon on Madrasa on Developing Islam in Me. This is of course our very first segment being Knowing My Lord. For now we break for ads and when we come back we'll continue with the show. Stay tuned. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. Mr. Daphin has been changing lives for over 30 years through education, poverty alleviation, community development, healthcare and disaster relief. Be part of the change and sponsor one of our projects. The Prophet said, man's true wealth is the good he does in this world. To find out more on how you can get involved, contact us at www.mustadaphine.org.za or visit us at 30 Telfer Road, Lansdowne. Call us on 021-633-0010. Mr. Dafin distributes zakah, sadaqah, fitra and fidya. If every man helps his neighbor, then who will need help? Experience the taste of life at Opheka's Burke Kenilworth. Expect more, more comfort, more value, more great food. What more do you want? Topeka's Burke Kenilworth, a family-friendly vibe restaurant, free parking, friendly staff, and a large play area for kids. Our sizzling, succulent, legendary steaks, burgers, wings, and ribs marinated in our famous basing sauce is bound to make you come back for more and more. Call 021-671-6191. Topeka's Kenilworth, people with a taste for life. Topeka's Kenilworth now serving a bully breakfast buffet from 8 a.m. daily. Join Winner's Supermarket for super low prices like 2.5 kg nature's pack of sugar, 26 rand 99. 150 grams Nescafe Rick Coffee sachets, 19 rand 99. 100 grams Blue Cream Tomato Paste, 4 rand 99. 10's Active Care Adult Diapers, 65 rand. 2 liter Pepsi Mirinda 7-Up or Mountain Dew, 11 rand 99. Have you got the aptitude and attitude? The Medina Institute Usuluddin program comes highly recommended for professionals and matriculants. Empower yourself and excel in the Islamic sciences. Medina Institute applications for 2018's one-year intensive course based on the Holy Quran and prophetic model is officially open. Go back to basics. Financial aid and bursaries are available. For more, visit www.medinainstitute.org.za or call 021-421-9027 or 8. My radio station. Your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Wools in studio. Just before the ad break you had a brief introduction in terms of our program as well as Knowing My Lord and now we are going to be continuing in terms of this concept as well as the subject matter. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. My respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, Sister Yasmina, once again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So, Alhamdulillah, just before the break, we were speaking about this whole concept of learning a summarized text. 
in order to have a comprehensive understanding of a particular science. And it reminds me of a summarized text in Arabic grammar, which is basically a poem made of the Ajurumiya, that very famous prose, which is only 10 pages long, Sister Esmina, only 10 pages long, and Sharafuddin al-Imriti came along a few hundred years later and made a poem out of it. And in the introduction he says, وَبَعَدُ فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَمَقْتَصَرْ جُلُّ الْوَرَى عَلَى الْكَلَامِ الْمُخْتَصَرْ وَكَانَ مَطْلُبًا أَشَدَّ الطَّلَبِ مِنَ الْوَرَى حِفْظُ اللِّسَانَ الْعَرَبِي كَيْ يَفْهَمُوا مَعَانِيَ الْقُرْآنِ وَسُنَّةِ التَّقِيقَةِ الْمَعَانِي وَالنَّحْوُ أَوْلَى أَوَّلًا أَنْ يُعْلَمَا إِذِ الْكَلَامُ دُونَهُ لَنْ يُفْهَمَا He said after the praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and putting salutations on our beloved Prophet Muhammad He says and after that when the time came when the ulama realized and this was at a time when basically Islam had now spread from the land of the Arab into the land of the Ajam into those non-Arabic speaking lands so basically there was now ikhtilat they are now mixing and of course people are going to be now speaking the Arabic language but if they don't have rules that govern the way they speak then it's going to mix with their tongues and the Arabic language is going to be lost in its original pristine form so what the ulama decided was to make a summarized text because the Arabic language is very fast is very vast with a V is very vast so they decided to make a summarized text whereby in a few pages like the Ajurumiya, very famous text, a prose, or like this particular poem that Sharaf al-Din Amriti wrote, they could summarize the entire science into a few lines. And so these texts became standardized in the Madaris all over the world, in Qarawiyin, in Fas, in Morocco, in the Azhar, in Cairo, in Zaytuna, in Tunisia, uh, in uh, the Umayyad Mosque, Jamil Umuwi, in Damascus, uh, in Al Jamil Gharbi, in Baghdad, all the famous universities of the time. Then they started using these summarized uh, texts. And there is a summarized text in Aqidah. Our topic is knowing your Lord, which is basically what Aqidah is. And uh, I think it's a beautiful title for the program, Knowing Your Lord, because uh, as we mentioned yesterday, Allah SWT says, وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا that I've not created the jinn or mankind except that they should worship me, i.e. that they should know me. That when we humble ourselves in front of our Creator and we know how almighty, how all-independent, how great, how majestic He is, Jalla then we truly submit and surrender to Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there is a a beautiful poem and and this particular poem is actually a poem that is a poem that's not uh, strange to the Muslim community of of Cape Town in actual fact when I was in Yemen I heard this poem being recited and I bought a copy of it and when I came home I was reading it and my wife overheard me reading this poem and she says, I know that poem. When I was at Siddiqui Madrasa, those who know the Elsie's River 
area will know Siddiqui. Well, the masjid is still there, but there used to actually be a school, a primary school, Siddiqui Primary School. And she said, Sheikh Amin Faqir, uh, May Allah SWT grant him long life in the obedience of Allah SWT, actually taught his students this poem in Aqidah, in theology, in knowing our Lord Jalla Fi'ula, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and they used to recite it at their programs. And the particular uh, format that I've chosen in terms of uh, this didactic poetry is the simplest uh, scale of poetry in the Arabic language. You have 14 scales, but the easiest, it's, it's so easy, it's called the donkey scale, because it's basically like the the walking of a donkey mustaf'ilun 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 it's just basically the word mustaf'il repeated six times mm. that's how easy the scale is in terms of and they've used it for the ease of memorization um like sharaf al-din al-mariti says in his poem of abi shuja al-ghayb Nihayat Tadrib, he says, I made it into a poem, نظمته مستوفياً لعلمه, again, to bring the entire science together comprehensively in a summarized text, مسهلاً لحفظه وفهمه, to make it easy to memorize and to understand. So this particular uh, poem is called Aqidatul Awam. And as I say, it's something that um, is not strange to the people of Cape Town. Uh, this Sheikh Amin Fakir was uh, uh, probably teaching in the in the early 70s uh, to his students at uh, at Siddiqui. And um, I, I don't have a very good voice, but they had a special, as we know in Cape Town, lagu mm. that they recited it with. And, the, and if I can just do maybe the, the first few lines, uh, the normal way of re- of reading it would be just abda'u bismillahi war rahmani wa bir rahimi daim al ihsani falhamdulillahi al qadim al awwali wal akhir al baqi bila tahawli but the Capetonians, you know mashallah they always put a beautiful lagu to it beautiful nagham and uh, and when my wife heard me reading this poem she said oh we used to recite that in fact when they on the occasion of of miladun nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then uh, Sheikh Amin used to give them this also to, to recite. And they used to recite it like this. Audhu bilam al-shaytan al-rajim, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Abda'u bismillahi wal-rahmani wa bil-rahimi da'im al-ihsani falhamdulillahi al-qadim al-awwali وَالْآخِرِ الْبَاقِينَ بِلَا And I thought, subhanAllah, that's so amazing. And in terms of the, of the origin of this poem, where it actually comes from, and how it is very much connected to the Muslims of, uh, of Cape Town, um, especially considering that most of our senior shuyukh studied in Makkah, in Makkah al-Mukarramah, in the Haram. In Masjid al-Haram, um, in the in the uh, 40s and the 50s, uh, those that are, are still with us today, Alhamdulillah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give them good health and grant them long life in the obedience of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And this particular uh, poem is called Aqidatul Awam, which is basically the belief of the layperson. So it is a very, very, very simple text. 
called The Belief of the, of the, Layperson, of the Layperson, written by Sheikh Ahmad Al-Marzuqi Al-Maliki. And it is a poem that was taught by Sheikh Alawi Al-Maliki in the Haram. And his son, Sheikh Muhammad bin Alawi Al-Maliki, actually wrote a, a beautiful commentary, which we're going to make available uh, in uh, English, inshallah ta'ala. I'll put the Arabic and the English and the actual text of the poem uh, individually. We'll make that all available on the, on the website, bi'idhni uh, ta'ala. So, my intention for using this uh, format or using this methodology, uh, and again, this is something for everybody. Um, if you're not into poetry, you don't want to memorize, you know, you can even just download it, read through the English, and listen to the program, bi'idhni ta'ala, on Tuesdays. Tuesdays will be our day for, for aqidah, for knowing your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we are going to be using um, the traditional explanation as well as contemporary explanations even going so far as to speak about the scientific miracle of the Quran looking at all the signs in the heavens and on earth that point to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran inna fi khalqi samawati wal ard wa ikhtilafi al-layli wal nahar la ayatin li uli al-albab alladhina yathkuruna Allah qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubihim wa yatafakkaruna fi khalqi samawati wal ard rabbana ma khalaqata hadha batilan subhanaka faqina azab al-nar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the differing of the night and the day are signs for those who reflect. Those that remember Allah whilst they are standing, whilst they are sitting, and whilst they are reclining. And they ponder over the creation of the heavens and the earth, and they say, Oh, our Lord, you haven't created this in jest. Whereas this is Allah SWT, He's not uh, playing a joke on us. You know, Allah SWT has created this for a purpose. He's put us here for a purpose. Rabbana ma khalaqata hadha batilan. Subhanak, you're above that. You are free of all imperfection. Subhanaka faqina adhab al nar. Oh Allah, save us from the torment of, of hellfire. So inshallah ta'ala, we're going to use the poem only as a mnemonic device, only as something that is going to ground us in terms of this particular science that we're going to be speaking about, the science of Aqidah, the science of Tawheed. And then inshallah ta'ala, we are going to uh, branch off um, into looking at those uh, proofs that uh, we can use intellectually, scientifically, as well as the proofs from the Holy Quran and the Sunnah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. On that note, we are now going to be breaking for ads and when we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. The Voice of Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on Air Developing Islam in Me. We have our very first segment and that is Knowing My Lord and that is of course with my special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Riyad Wolves. And just before this you heard Sheikh doing a poem within a beautiful lago and someone actually commented and saying well done there's nothing wrong with the lago of Sheikh although Sheikh thought that there was something wrong. However for those of you who wanted to know in terms of the revert and revive program that is Tuesdays Every Tuesday, 7.30 the evening, that is 7.30 p.m. as well as 8.30 p.m. And that is at the Islamia Academia, that is a small auditorium that is from... 
7.30 up until 8.30 p.m. That is the Revert and Revive program. And while I am doing this, not to forget the Voice of the Cape annual Pink Hijab Day 2017 that will be taking place on Tuesday, the 31st of October 2017. And the venue is, of course, Mashtul Kuts in Gatesville. The time is from 10 a.m. up until 1 p.m. So spread this along, your, fr- your family, your friends, your neighbors, and so forth, for them to join in on the annual Pink Hijab Day 2017 taking place on Tuesday, the 31st of October. But now back to our program and we are on your first segment being Knowing My Lord, Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Sister Yasmina, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So yes, inshallah ta'ala, we have now discussed the format of uh, of our program for this particular subject. We're going to be using uh, this poem, which is basically, uh, if I work it out correctly, uh, is 32 plus 16 gives us 48, uh, plus 10 gives us 58, plus 3 gives 61. It's 61 lines, that's all. 61 lines. And, uh, you know, he says at the end, he says, وَهَذِهِ أَقِيدَةٌ مُخْتَصَرَةٌ وَلِلْعَوَامِ سَهْلَةٌ مُيَسَّرَةٌ That indeed, this text on belief, on aqidah, مُخْتَصَرَةٌ which has been summarized, and for the layperson, سَهْلَةٌ مُيَسَّرَةٌ It is easy, it has been made easy, in order for them to learn and understand. Shukran so much, Sheikh. Uh, mm. However, there's just someone that sent through a WhatsApp and it says, Salam, please repeat poem in Fadlik, just missed it. Inshallah <laughs> ta'ala. Uh, you know, we, when we go through the poem again, inshallah, <laughs> we will... Uh, what, do they want the poem or they want the lagu? Uh, <laughs> probably both, probably uh, both, uh, Sheikh. Yeah. <laughs> inshallah. Yeah. Yeah. Inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be going through it um, line by line. Um, and as I say, we're going to be building everything that we are going to learn. We're going to be building, uh, inshallah ta'ala, uh, on this uh, particular poem. Again, I say something which is not strange to the uh, Muslims of Cape Town. For those who have never heard of it, alhamdulillah, uh, something which was introduced um, to Cape Town, you know, uh, generations ago. Uh, if it hasn't been spoken about, inshallah, uh, we, we're going to revive it here on, uh, on Voice of the Cape, idhnillah ta'ala. And uh, this is in conformity, um, for those who are wondering, uh, with the aqeed of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. You know, there is so much dissension and disunity in our ummah at the moment. And if we look at the things that even that the ulama, uh, I'm speaking internationally, are arguing about, it's about issues in which there is permissibility for interpretive judgment, for ijtihad. And that we all agree Within Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we all agree on the foundational principles. And it's something very important for us to know that there is nobody perfect, there's nobody infallible. Absolute perfection, Al Kamalullahi Wahda. Absolute perfection belongs only to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there is nobody infallible after Rasulullah after the Messenger of Allah Muhammad ibn Abdullah. So everybody has the potential to come up with an opinion that is correct and come up with an opinion that is not correct. And our beloved Prophet says, Al Mujtahid Ida Asaba falahu ajaran wa ida akhtafalahu ajar. That the interpretive judge 
the interpretive scholar, the one who has mastered all the sciences, that is able to extrapolate the rulings. That if the person is correct in their judgment, then they get two rewards. And if they are incorrect, they get one reward. So in other words, that even that incorrect judgment that has been based on knowledge still can be considered. You might have the one outweighing the other, rajih wa marjuh, but it is still to be considered as an opinion. And uh, we know that in fiqh, we have the four main schools of thought. We have the madhab of Abu Hanifa, Al-Imam Al-A'zam, Abu Hanifa, of whom Al-Imam Al-Shafi said, Kullu nasi iyalun ala fiqh Abi Hanifa. That everybody is a student of, of the fiqh of Abi Hanifa. And then his contemporary, Imam Malik, and then Al-Imam Shafi, Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i, who was born in the same year that Abu Hanifa passed away. And then, of course, the student of Imam al-Shafi'i, Ahmad ibn Hanbal al-Shaybani, and Imam Shafi being a student of Imam Malik. You know, they were all uh, great scholars that had the greatest love and respect for each other. And they were all, everything that they came up with was based on Qur'an, and Sunnah. The Holy Quran and the Sunnah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad. That is in fiqh. In Aqidah, in Aqidah, there are three basic schools of thought. We have the Ashairah, the Maturidiyah, and we have the Hanabila. And all three of them do not disagree on that which is bound in the text. أن تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله وباليوم الآخر وبالقدر خيري وشر من الله تعالى. You look at the six articles of faith, nobody disagrees on that. To believe in Allah, to believe in His angels, to believe in His revelations, to believe in His message in the last day. And that the power to do good and evil all comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَبِقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى And also interpret as divine destiny. And there's a very good, for those who understand the Arabic language, there's a very good uh, lecture by Sheikh Muhammad Hassan Wilded Dadu, who is considered to be, if not, the greatest known scholar in the world today of Ahl Sunnah wa Jama'ah. And he gives a brilliant 20 minute lecture on how these three schools of thought, how all of them are correct. That what is in the text, they all agree on, and the only places where they actually differ on issues where they're allowed to differ and that's wonderful because at the end of the day we can never all be the same we're going to have our differences but there's something which we call adabul ikhtilaf the etiquette of having differences and again for those who understand the Arabic language you can look it up Sheikh Muhammad Hassan Wildad Dadu his lecture on the differences between Baina al-Asha'ira al-Ikhtilafat Baina al-Asha'ira wal-Hanabila Brilliant 20 minute lecture showing that all these three schools of thought represent Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And hopefully, inshallah, we can come to an end of everybody claiming to be the saved sect and that everybody else is destined for the fire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite our hearts, unite our tongues, unite our bodies, and restore the greatness to the Ummah of Muhammad that was given to the companions of our beloved Prophet Muhammad. Amin, Amin, Thumma Amin for that. This is your program, Madrasa on Air with Sheikh Riyad Wolves. We break for ads now, and when we come back, we'll continue the show. Stay tuned. Madrasa on Air. 
Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on a developing Islam in me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Wools in studio. We are focusing on our very first topic and that is of course knowing my Lord. And for those of you who have just tuned in, Assalamu alaikum to you and also to those of you who were tuned in, we are going to be doing a subject per day. So we are going to be looking at after 3 o'clock, you normally know that uh, we do, I'm Muslim what is expected of me, but for this segment or for this series that is going to be on with Sheikh Riyad Walsh. We are going to be looking at knowing my Lord throughout the whole generation of the program that is going to be up until 4 o'clock inshallah. And also Sheikh, a comment came through regarding the poem yes. and uh, the poetic text that uh, Sheikh has mentioned yeah. and that is with regards to saying that it's just easier when these things are done in poetic form. Same like the, same like the Tuhfatul Tajweed Atfal text. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'd like to thank the person who made that uh, comment because, uh, mashallah, in fact, uh, um, our, our, my beloved um, uh, two colleagues, Sheikh uh, Ismail uh, Lant and Molana Salim Gaibi, have done extensive work on, on two very important texts in Tajweed poems. The one is called Tuhfatul uh, Atfal. The gift of the of the children. The other one is very famously known as Mandumat al Jazariya, uh, because it was written by Al Imam al Jazari. And uh, these uh, these two texts are actually poems on Tajweed. Uh, I mentioned earlier a poem on on grammar. Uh, we have poems in fiqh. If I can maybe just demonstrate, Fardul Wudui Niyatun Ma Ghasli Hili Wajihi Wa Ghaslu Wajin Kulli Wa Ghaslu Kulli Sa'idin Wa Mirfaqi Fa In Ubina Baduhu Fa Mabaki Wa Mashu Badar Si Mutla Kanbima Wa Ghasluhu Rijlihi Maaka Bayhima Wa Sadis Tartibu Misla Madukir Wa Ghatsatun Tapfi Wa Inlam Yastakir. This is a poem on Unfiq and the one the, the portion that I just uh, read out is the portion on the fara'id of wudu. Fardul wudui niyatun. So the obligatory acts of ablution. Number one, niyatun ma'ghaslihi liwajihi, with the washing of the face. Niyatun ma'ghaslihi liwaji. Fardul wudui niyatun ma'ghaslihi liwajihi wa ghaslu wajin kulli. Washing the whole face. Wa ghaslu kulli sa'idin. And the washing of every sa'id. The sa'id is your arm. Wa mirfaqi. Up to and including the elbow. Fa in ubina ba'aduhu. And if part of the arm is cut off, fa ma baqi. That which remains must be washed. So it, and this is something that, and I'm no genius, uh, Sister Yasmin. I always say I'm just a delivery boy. But I memorized this poem 20. 1996, 21 years ago. Wow. And I can't forget it. And I don't claim to have a, a, a brilliant memory. Uh, you know, uh, mashallah, if, if you want to talk about somebody who's a genius and has a brilliant memory, uh, I know you doesn't want me to say this, but Malataha, mashallah. Malataha's got a, mashallah, tabarakallah. All praise and thanks to you solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Malataha has got a photographic memory. All praise and thanks to you solely to Allah. So I, I don't have that. But and that's why I say this. If, if if I can memorize these things, anybody can. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a brilliant student at school, but you must just have a passion for it, and uh, you must acknowledge that it's Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that endows knowledge. You must acknowledge that Allah endows knowledge, mm. and you must make the effort. Mankind will not have except that which they make effort for. And they will see the fruits of their labor. So for those of you who are able to, who've got the capacity, memorize uh, these poems as mnemonic devices. 
as uh, instruments of memorization and uh, retention, retaining the knowledge. And uh, so shukran for that comment about the Tuhut al-Atfal, also the, the, the Jazariyah. Um, so it's, like I say, it's not something that is strange to to our community. Maybe there are those out there that have never heard of it, but now is inshallah is an opportunity uh, to get to know it inshallah. This poem is not very long, as I said, 61, uh, 61 lines. And, uh, and it is uh, a very simplified uh, summarized text. Uh, in the sense that it covers all the basics of our aqidah of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. In it we find, so let's say in Afrikaans, the Tuntakh Sifat. And there's somebody, uh, I don't know if she's listening, but a very uh, beloved person to our hearts, um, uh, Auntie Abdiya da Costa, in, uh, in the Boer Cup. And um, the wife of, of the late uh, uh, Suleiman da Costa, who, mashallah, used to teach madrasa in that home. And before him, the father of, uh, of Auntie Abdiya, Muhammad Khair, next to the Awul Masjid. And Auntie Abdiya... Um, I know it's no secret, Auntie Abdiya, mashallah, Allah has granted her, she is now 92 years of age. Oh, oh, she's turning 92 this, uh, this year. And the other day, she repeated to me um, something that they had memorized in Afrikaans more than 80 years ago as a child. More than 80 years ago. But it was done in a, a sort of poetic form. Mm. And she gave it back to me as she had memorized it. Wow. 80 years ago. So if Auntie Abdiya can do it, <laughs> and if I can do it, then inshallah we can all do it. So inshallah we're going to begin, um, like I like to begin with, um, with all subjects. And that is with what we call the 10 foundational principles. And it's also a poem. It's also been put together in a poem, very beautifully. Beautiful. Um, the poet says, "Inna mabadiya kulli fannin ashara, alhadu wal mawdu'u thumma thamara, wa fadluhu wa nisbatun wal wadi' wa lismu listimdadu hukmu shari'. Masailu wal ba'du bil ba'du iktafa, wa man dara al jami'a has al sharafa." Very beautiful. He says that indeed the foundational principles of every science are ten in number. So we would be using this whether we were speaking about hadith, whether we were speaking about the science of uh, of Quran, ulum al Quran, whether we were speaking about fiqh, whether we were speaking about usul, or whether we were speaking as we are speaking now about ilm al tawhid, about aqidah, about theology. Every science has got ten foundational principles. The first one, al-had, the definition. Let us define what is ilm al-tawheed. We have called it a very sort of, uh, we've used a very layman term, knowing your Lord. Mm. Yeah, but what does that represent? It represents a science. Knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ma'rifatullah, it has a name. Ilm al-tawheed. Ilm al-kalam. It has various names. The most famous being Ilm al-Tawheed. The knowledge of the divine unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything associated to that. Al-Hadd wal-Mawdu. Okay, we, we define it and then we ask, okay, what is the subject matter? So we're going to inshallah go through it step by step. 
the subject matter. In other words, what are we going to be studying in that science? Al-Haddu wal thumma thamara. And what is the thamara or the fa'idah? What is the benefit of us studying Ilm al-Tawheed, of us studying Aqeedah? And inshallah, we'll come back after the break. Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on East with me Yasmina Peterson and Sheikh Riyad Wolves in studio and Faldi Fandalili has joined us on technical controls. We are still with our first subject and that is going to be knowing my Lord and yes she has just gotten started in terms of just before the ad break you heard Sheikh speaking about poetry as well as doing some poetry for us and Sheikh there's quite a few comments that came through mm. and uh, stating that uh, Sheikh can you can Allah do that poem again and then there's another person that sent through says assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah i'm originally from mamasbury our stad was the late sheikh qasim abdur we also learned that poem in the 1950s may allah grant him and all deceased janatul firdaus amin sheikh tafatun alhamdulillah bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd allahu akbar that's so wonderful to hear sheikh qasim abdur the father of Sheikh Abu Bakr, Abdur Rauf, who actually brought me to the Voice of the Cape for the first time, uh, I think in 1996. Uh, and was my ustad, my, in fact, uh, subhanAllah, he was my uh, Quran teacher at Dar al-Arqam, uh, Sheikh Abu Bakr, Abdur Rauf. Now his father, Sheikh Qasim, subhanAllah, was teaching that in the 1950s. This particular poem, Manzuma to Aqirat al-Awam, yes. he was teaching it in the 1950s in Malmesbury of all places Allahu Akbar you know so Alhamdulillah we even we connecting also with my beloved Ustad and, and colleague uh, Mawlana Abdul Khalik Ali I know he was also the Imam there Subhanallah so um, uh, and for the mere fact that the sister has uh, given that comment I will inshallah I'll read the poem a little uh, the first two li- or first four lines inshallah ta'ala with a lagu with my sanad my sanad is is uh, uh, um, alhamdulillah i learned this lagu uh, as i say i don't have a good voice but i learned this lagu from my wife sister fakhmida who learned it from her ustad sheikh amin uh, faqir and uh, who learned the poem mashallah in the haram in makkah from uh, uh, sayyid uh, sheikh alawi al-maliki uh, rahimahullah ta'ala so uh, uh, here goes again inshallah ta'ala ba'adhu ba'adhu shaitan rajim rahman rahim abda'u bismillahi warrahmani wabirrahimi da'imil ihsani falhamdulillahi al-qadimil awwali al-akhiril baqi bila tahawli ثم الصلاة والسلام سرمدا على النبي خير من قد وحدا وآله وصحبه ومن تبع سبيل الدين الحق غير مبتدع The translation of those first four lines uh, are as follows He starts off by saying, I begin in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the most compassionate, eternally kind. All praise is due solely to Allah, who is the first without beginning, and who is the everlasting 
without change. Then peace and blessings be continuously upon the Messenger, وسلم, the best of those who affirmed the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and on his family, his companions, and those who follow the path of the true religion without innovation. And uh, inshallah, we'll be going through the commentary uh, in detail, as I've said, using the traditional uh, method of teaching as well as some contemporary things that we'd like to inshallah bring to the table uh, for the benefit of uh, of those maybe who are interested in science in the common origin of the universe and even for those who are not Muslim out there that would love to know how we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the axiomatic self-evident proofs for the existence of God Jalla fi ula and uh, inshallah ta'ala before the break we were speaking about the 10 foundational principles that we just want to go through um, in order to understand what we're going to be covering in the science of of ilm al-tawheed in the science of aqeedah ilm al-kalam usul al-deen has various names we said that in the poem inna mabadiya kulli fanin ashara we stopped on the third one. So we're going to do the definition. What is the definition of Ilm al-Tawheed? What is the subject matter we're going to be studying? What is the benefit, the fa'idah, the thamara of studying it? Wafadluhu, its virtue. Wanisbatun, its relation to the other sciences. Walwadi, its founder, the first one to write about the science. Istimdadu, its name and on what it is based. Al-Istimdad, on what is it is based. Masailu, its issues that we will be dealing with. And some of them, some of these that I've mentioned in the first nine, literally suffice for others. So in other words, you can even have a situation where the the definition will suffice for the ism. The definition will suffice for the name. And the uh, modu, the subject matter, will suffice for the masail, for the issues. But then he says at the end, And whoever attains them all has indeed attained great honor. So this is how we introduce traditionally, introduce a subject. And inshallah ta'ala, I would uh, like to go through them one by one after the break. Definitely after the break, Sheikh will be going through them one by one. Stay tuned for that. The Voice of Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Wolves in the studio. The time is now 23 minutes past the hour of 3 and we are going to be continuing on our very first topic and that is of course Knowing My Lord and here she is going to be giving the foundations in terms of that as well as looking at some poetry in terms of that and I see that uh, Sheikh there's a lot of comments that came through with regards to the poetry and also people that I think it's just 
just took them way back in time when they also learned poetry or the same poems and so forth. And for those of you who want to know about the Revert and Revive class, stay tuned. At about 10 to 4, inshallah, I will be giving you all of those details. So stay tuned for that. But for now, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue. Sheikh Tafatun. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So we have gone through the poem on the f- 10 foundational principles of every science. The first foundational principle being understanding the definition of what we are going to be studying. And the ilm al-tawheed, the science of studying the divine unity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything associated with that. And basically, um, we find, as I mentioned um, before one of the breaks that um, the ulama ahl sunnah wal jama'ah they might differ in terms of the categorization of how they teach this science but ultimately they all agree on the foundational principles in fact uh, Sheikh Ibrahim uh, Abrams mashallah was teaching the division of uh, in terms of ilm al-tawheed, um, the science of uh, the establishing our firm belief in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our belief uh, in His messengers and uh, in the revelations, in the angels, in the last day, etc., as found in the six articles of faith. But specifically looking at the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the division of uh, tawheed al-rububiyya, and Tawheed al-Uluhiyya and Tawheed Asma wa Sifat and that's an excellent uh, um, categorization of of Ilm al-Tawheed and in the more uh, traditional one um, when I say traditional in terms of the way that we have learnt over the years uh, in Cape Town has been through learning the the 50 the 50 attributes uh, the 20 attributes that um, are essential for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the 20 attributes that are impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the four attributes that are essential for his messengers and the four attributes that are impossible for his messengers and the uh, the attribute that is uh, possible for uh, for his messages and possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in, in total basically uh, 50 but the famous the 20 sifat that everybody memorized when they were young those 20 uh, attributes that are essential for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is another categorization of of ilm al-tawheed and it's basically broken up into three subjects and that is al-ilahiyat uh, which deals with um, the nature of Allah the nature of God Almighty peace be, uh, uh, Jalla fi ula uh, glorified be he the um, the and, and then anubuat which basically deals with the attributes of the of the prophets and the messengers and then looking at uh, what we call asamiyat which is etymology basically uh, our belief in things which we have heard about in the quran or in the sunnah but we haven't seen uh, it's actually a w- wonderful categorization so both categorizations are 
You know, I'll correct. Uh, um, um, Sheikh Ibrahim, I believe, has been through the different uh, categorization of ilm al-tawheed, tawheed al-rububiyya, which is believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rabbul alam, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And rububiyya is basically the attribute of uh, creating and and sustaining. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just create something and then leave it. If you had to leave it in, in adama, it would become non-existent. So that's why when we say Rabbul Alameen, Rububi is to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He is indeed the creator, cherisher, nourisher, sustainer, manager, controller, owner and ruler of everything in the heavens and on earth. And uh, in, in particular when it comes to Tawheed uh, al-Rububiyyah, it is something that, uh, that even the disbelieving Quraysh believed in, that Allah is their creator. Uh, and we find in, um, uh, for example, um, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wala in saaltuhum, man khalaqahum la yaqulun Allah." If you had to ask them who created them, they would say that indeed Allah created us. Um, another verse in Surah Al-Qumran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wala in saaltuhum, man khalaq al-samawati wal-ard la yaqulun Allah." If you had to ask them who created the heavens and the earth, they would say, "Indeed, Allah created the heavens." And the earth. In Surah Al-Ankabut, verse number 63. If you had to ask them who sent down from the heavens water with which Allah brought the earth alive after its death, they would say Allah is the one who sends down water from the summer. So, uh, beautiful categorization, both uh, correct, based on the ijtihad of the uh, of, of the scholars, and uh, and inshallah we can benefit from from uh, from those three schools of thought within the circle of the aqidah of of al sunnah uh, wal jama'ah. So in terms of ilm al-tawheed, uh, we can say that ilm al-tawheed is indeed the science with which we study the divine unity of Allah subhanahu wa taala, tawheed al-rububiyyah, the oneness. Uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as being the creator, the one and only creator. Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, that he is the only one worthy of being worshipped. And this is where the disbelieving Quraysh faulted. That they associated parties, that they were, that's why they were called mushrikun. Because what did they do? They associated partners in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they believed that Allah was the creator, but they also worshipped. And they, all they said was, we're just worshipping the idols. Taqarrab ilallahi biha zulfa. You know that we um, we're using the idols only to draw closer. We're worshiping the idols to draw closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and that is shirk, shirk al-akbar, you know, the greatest sin to associate partners in the worship of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And then tawhid al-asma wa sifat, uh, you know the oneness of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's uh, names and His perfect uh, attributes. So, ilm uh, al-tawhid, um, that is uh, you know the basic uh, definition thereof, the science with which. Uh, we establish all our religious beliefs looking at the proofs whether they be intellectual proofs or whether they be proofs from the Holy Quran or the Sunnah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad and then of course the subject matter I've already alluded to that that we will be looking at uh, uh, theology at the nature of Allah the nature of the Prophets and all those things that uh, we believe in terms of our articles of, of faith so in the Mabadiya Kulli Fanil Ashar, Al Haddu al Mudu'u, Thumma Thamara. So we have the definition, we have the subject matter, and then the Thamara, what is the benefit of studying Al Mutahid? 
of studying uh, Al-Aqidah. Uh, the benefit is that we will know our Lord. And this is what the name of the the uh, the show is. Or I don't know if you call it a show. The, the subject the, matter. The, the subject matter or the, or the name of the program. Uh, knowing your Lord. This is the Thamara. This is the Tha'ida. وَمَا خَلَقَتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا I've not created the jinn or mankind except for the purpose of worship, except for the purpose of knowing me, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that we might correctly submit and surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the benefit. What is the fadl? What is the virtue of, of aqidah? The virtue that Allah has granted the science of theology, of studying His nature over the rest of the sciences. The ulama, they say that al-mutawheed huwa ashraf al-uloom. It is the most noble and honorable of all the sciences. And all the sciences return to it. All the sciences, whether it be tafsir, hadith, ulum uh, al-Qur'an, everything returns back to or is used to serve the subject matter of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the fadl, that's the virtue. The nisbah, or what we call its relationship with the other sciences, um, and in other words, all the sciences um, are basically in terms of relation. This is why it's called, one of its names is called Usul al-Din. That Al-Mutawheed, Al-Aqeedah is the foundation, the science of the foundation of this deen. So everything is based on it. That is its nisbah. Who is the founder? Well, uh, technically speaking, as a science, Allah SWT is the founder of Al-Mutawheed. Allah SWT establishes emphatically in the, in the Holy Quran, I am Allah and there are none else but me. Always like when I speak to the Christians, I like to tell them, or even the Jews for that matter, look in Isaiah 45 and 46, you find the same verse. I am God and there are none else but me. But in, in terms of a written science, you know, some people uh, would argue that, um, uh, especially when it comes to one of the names, uh, and that brings us to the, in, in fact, the one that comes after the founder is, well, Ismul Istimdad. It has various names which I've been mentioning uh, uh, during the program, uh, Ilm al-Tawheed is one of them, Usul um, al-Din uh, is another, Al-Aqeed is another, and also Ilm al-Kalam. But Ilm al-Kalam more specifically um, denotes Islamic scholastic theology as an Islamic undertaking born out of the need to establish and defend the tenets of the Islamic faith against doubters and detractors. And the one that is more famously known in terms of Tadween. Tadween basically means the writing down and the formulating of it as a science in books is uh, Abul Hassan, uh, Sheikh Abul Hassan uh, Al Ash'ari, Rahimahullah uh, Ta'ala, Rahmatan Wasi'a. But as a general subject of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of studying the Sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many scholars before him, uh, Imam Malik, uh, Abu Hanifa, he calls this science Al Fiqh Al Akbar. Al-fiqh al-akbar, the greatest fiqh, the greatest means of understanding, understanding our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Wal-ismul istimdad, istimdad 
From where is it taken? It's taken from the Quran, it's taken from the Sunnah, and when it comes to the self-evident proofs of the existence of our Creator, Allah SWT, we, Allah SWT has endowed us with this, this beautiful instrument of the aql, the intellect, the faculties of reason. Uh, That's what Allah says, indeed the, the hearing and the eyes and the heart, they will all be questioned on the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah. I mentioned the verse earlier. Um, and indeed in the creation of the heavens and the earth. So Allah wants us to observe. He wants us to use our faculties of, of reason in establishing His oneness. The poet says, he says, how amazing it is. How can Allah be disobeyed? Or how can the disbeliever disbelieve in him? When in everything there is a sign, in everything there is a sign that points to his oneness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're going to be going through all of that. And the last, the tenth one is the Masail, of course. Um, the issues at hand. You know, looking at the questions that are posed um, and producing the evidences that are required in order to establish that indeed this belief system, this is the belief system of truth that was given to our father Adam and faith is immutable. Um, it is the same faith that was given to Nabi Ibrahim salam. In fact, Nabi Ibrahim is the symbol of that faith. That's why seven times in the Quran, Allah refers to Islam, the faith. The articles of faith, our, or our theology, our belief in Allah Taala as Millata Ibrahim Hanifa. Qul Sadaqallah fattabi'u Millata Ibrahim Hanifa. Say, O Muhammad, so that indeed Allah has spoken the truth and follow the religion, the faith, the belief system of Abraham, the pure belief system of of Abraham. It's perfect monotheism. If you want an English word to describe Ilm al-Tawheed, it's perfect Monotheism, the same belief system that Adam was on, that Ibrahim was on, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon them and upon all the prophets of Allah. The same belief system that, that uh, Nabi Dawood and Nabi Sulaiman, the Prophet David and the Prophet Solomon, the Prophet um, uh, Moses and Aaron and Joshua and, and uh, Zechariah and John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. And finally, the last and final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Rasulullah salawatu rabbi. Wassalamuhu alayhi. So inshallah ta'ala, uh, we are going to be uh, going through this particular poem, uh, using it as our, uh, our framework on which we're going to be building our knowledge about the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the nature of His Prophets and all those things that are necessarily required for us to believe in, in order for us to be true believers of those who submit and surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. I hope that everyone is enjoying the program so far. For now, we break for ads and when we come back, we'll continue the show. Stay tuned. The Voice of Madrasa on air.
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on E. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with Sheikh Riyad Wools in studio and we are still in our very first segment being Knowing My Lord. And yeah, I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh to continue as to where we should stop just after the ad break as well as what we will be doing in this segment. Sheikh, tafadol. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala ma'ad. My respected listeners, Sister Yasmina, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So says, Mina, I see there's a lot of people asking for the poem to be read again because so, they can't write so fast. Inshallah, the poem will be made available. Um, just need to uh, make further inquiries as to how it's going to be put on the website uh, of Voice of the Cape, inshallah ta'ala. Um, or even we can create a, um, a cloud or a, or a Google, um, a Google drive, drive or Google Drive, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, but um, it will be made available in text form and in audio form. Uh, th- that is the poem, um, and inshallah ta'ala, in uh, what what is remaining, uh, what is remaining of our program, inshallah ta'ala, I would just like to, uh, inshallah ta'ala, do the first line uh, in the poem. So the uh, the name of the poem is Aqidatul Awam, the belief of the lay person or the lay people, Aqidatul Awam, and uh, as I mentioned uh, uh, before, uh, uh, a few of the breaks. That um, uh, this particular poem um, is something that has been, uh, mashallah, in our community for uh, for a number of years. Uh, it is a poem that was authored by uh, Sheikh Ahmed Al Marzuki uh, Al Maliki, and it is a poem that was taught um, in the Haram in Makkah Al Mukarramah. And Alhamdulillah, it made its way here with our senior ulama that are still with us today, the likes of Sheikh Ahmed Faqir, uh, Sheikh Qasim Abdurrahman, who has passed away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him Jannah. Sheikh Ahmed is still with us. Allah give him many, many more years of, of, of good health, inshallah, and khairat and barakat. And this is the poem that we're going to use to be basically anchoring as a mnemonic device. And what does mnemonic mean? Basically, in order to retain our knowledge so we can certain words will act as triggers so everything every time that's why it's so important if you follow the poem and you listen to the commentary as it is given uh, inshallah from the studio that you make notes based on the words that are being explained and that word will act as a trigger to access that particular uh, section of knowledge uh, so the poem begins بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أبدأ بسم الله أبدأ بسم الله Now we must remember that the basmala whenever we say بسم الله there is a verb or an action that is intended uh, hidden in terms of words but intended in terms of the action so, for example, um, we have Bismillahi when we eat. So, what is the action? Bismillahi akulu. In the name of Allah, I eat. When I get into my car, Bismillahi arkabu. In the name of Allah, I board. I board my vehicle. When I when I write, Bismillahi. Aktubu. We don't say aktubu. We don't say akulu. We don't say arkabu. We don't say eat. We don't say write. We don't say board. But it's intended. 
So here, just like in the verse, Iqra bismi rabbik. Bismi rabbik. Read in the name of your Lord. That the verb is not just intended, but it is, and it's a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is verbalized here in the verse. Iqra, read in the name of your Lord. And we have also where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands Nabi Nuh to board the ark. What does he say? Bismillahi. Well, this was narrated on the tongue of Nabi Nuh alayhi salam when he, and this was in fact, this was in fact the operating manual for how to use the ark or how to sail the ark. Bismillahi majareha wa mursaha. In the name of Allah, it's going, and in the name of Allah, it's stopping. It was like an automatic arc. If he said Bismillah, the arc would go, and if he said Bismillah, the arc would, the arc would stop. Um, and in this instance, the masdar, the, the the noun of origin, is used, but it's verbalized. In all other instances, when we say Bismillah, the action is merely intended. Here, the poet has verbalized the action and that is I'm beginning I'm beginning with what? Abda'u bismillahi warrahmani Abda'u bismillahi warrahmani wa birrahimi da'im al-ihsani So he's beginning beginning his poem and he's verbalizing exactly what he's doing Abda'u he says I am beginning with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Meaning that I am starting this poem in the name of Allah But I am using the name of Allah to accompany this entire poem that I am authoring And why is he doing that? Tabarrukan Seeking blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah must bless him in this action that he is doing And we look to the hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu With regards to the uh, to the Basmala, where our beloved Prophet Muhammad uh, he says, he says, كُلُّ ذِبَالٍ لَا يُبْدَأُ بِبِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ فَهُوَ أَقْطَعُ Another riwayah, أَبْتَرْ Another riwayah, أَجْذَمْ That anything that is begun, and he says, ذُبَالٍ He says, كُلُّ أَمْرٍ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ ذِبَالٍ أَفْوَنْ that every matter which is a matter of consciousness that you are conscious of doing that is not begun in the name of Allah the most gracious the most merciful then it is void it is cut off it is cut off from what? from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so if you want Allah to bless you in whatever you're doing then you must say Bismillah and it's also a wonderful way of staying away from haram and that's why I've never ever seen anybody inhale a cigarette and first say Bismillah. <laughs> Have you ever seen that, Sister Yasmina? No, a person she... saying Bismillah. <laughs> <laughs> no. They will never do that. I've never ever seen that. And I want for the smokers out there, I love you all for the sake of Allah. Just think about it. You would never say Bismillah because you know mm. that you are harming yourself. And do not harm and do not reciprocate on. Don't harm yourself and don't cause harm to others. And that's what we are doing when we are, when we are smoking. So anything in which we can't say Bismillah, we shouldn't be doing. How's that? <laughs> anything in which we cannot say Bismillah, 
which is uh, an action which is void of the blessings of Allah, as indicated in the hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad then we shouldn't be doing it. And uh, this is also iqtida'an, to ulama they say, that to begin your text with Bismillah is also iqtida'an in following the tartib, the sequence that Allah has used in His Qur'an. Why? Because what's the first verse? Surah Al-Fatiha? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So, in following the sequence that Allah has used in His revealed book, the last and final revelation, the Holy Quran, and also in line with seeking blessings from Allah as indicated in the hadith of our beloved Prophet Muhammad our Nadim, our poet, uh, Sheikh Ahmad al-Marzuqi al-Maliki al-Makki, rahimullah ta'ala, he says, Abda'u bismillahi wal-Rahmani and, and the, the uh, an ism and lafzul uh, jalala, Allah, and Ar-Rahman, inshallah we'll leave that for when we meet again. I leave you in the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fi amanillah. Jazakumullah khairan for listening attentively. Barakallahu feekum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.